from Bakery Business Academy, welcome to the Kitchen Notes Podcast, a show for bakers and food entrepreneurs who want to build profitable bakery businesses that make an impact in their communities. We're your hosts, Meg and Molly Svek. Happy New Year! Welcome back to another episode of Kitchen Notes. It has been a minute since we released a new episode. The holidays were absolutely nuts. I hope they were busy for you too at your shop. It was a really nice season. So we took a little break from the podcast and we are back. So happy 2023. It's the start of a new year, a new season. I'm getting really excited for the new year. But if you are a podcast listener, if you listen to podcasts, especially business podcasts, This tends to be the time of year when folks are looking back on the year from the past, looking back on 2022, and also looking ahead at goals and what we're all focusing on in the new year. So I thought it would be fun to do a little look back post, the good, the bad, the ugly from 2022 and share that with you. I love listening to these podcasts from other business owners because it offers a lot of inspiration and motivation for me and gives me some ideas for how I might frame my new year. So I hope this is useful to you. We had a big year last year at the bakery and there was a lot of good stuff that happened and there was a lot of stuff that could have been better. So I think this episode should be a good opportunity to just take a reflection back and see what's going on. So yeah, that's what we'll do today. We'll kind of review 2022. And if you are also spending some of January reflecting back and looking forward, I hope this will be useful to you as well. So let's get into it. Why don't we start with the good? So the good... I kind of tried to list out a few things that were unusual about the year or sort of like set 2022 apart for us. To be honest, we did another episode, Molly and I together last fall, sort of talking about motherhood and how motherhood impacts our business journey and impacts how we run our business. And I feel like even though none of these things I'm about to talk about specifically have anything to do with motherhood, I feel like that journey for for Molly and I both sort of defined 2022 for us. So if you don't know or if you haven't heard us talk about it before, Molly and I both had daughters, our second daughters, both of us in the fall of 2021. So we both took a little bit of a maternity leave at the end of 2021, leading up to the holidays. And I actually, this is Meg speaking to you here. I was not able to return to work really in any meaningful capacity until almost June of last year. So almost June of 2021. And that was mainly due to childcare issues. It's really challenging in the area we live and honestly, in a lot of the United States to find childcare right now. So that was, that sort of like set the tone for the year overall. I felt like I got 
a slow start to 2022. And I was honestly feeling like pretty low about how the business was going. And it ended up being a really strong year. So I feel like just at the top, sort of like reflecting back on the year, I will say that my experience with motherhood and having my second daughter influenced at least the beginning half of the year quite significantly. And it's worth noting for me, just because I know a lot of our listeners are also women, are also moms, or just parents in general. And I think it's worth acknowledging how hard that transition can be and the impact that it can have on you know your experience as an entrepreneur and some of the goals that you set for yourself. I do remember at the beginning of 2022, I taught for Bakery Business Academy. I taught a goal-setting workshop. And I personally had a really hard time setting goals last year because I knew it was going to be a tricky balance running the business and experiencing motherhood and having my second kid and all that. So You know, that sort of set the tone for 2022. And when I look back on it, it's hard to believe looking back on it that this all happened in one year because 2022 started in a completely different place that it ended. And that's one of the reasons I think it is so important to look back and reflect back because when you're in it, it can feel really overwhelming. I personally... I I really like to challenge myself. I hold myself to a really high standard. So when you're in it, it can feel like, gosh, I'm really not doing a good job. I'm really failing in X, Y, or Z way. But then when you reflect back, you're like, oh my gosh, actually, a lot of really great stuff did happen. So I want to talk about the really good, exciting stuff that happened this year and you know some of the lessons learned around that as well as some of the could have been better type of stuff when it comes to the business. So if you're in that position as well, like I am with little kids or with newborns, or if you're pregnant or a parent expecting a child, just know that be gentle on yourself. It's going to be a tough transition. It might not be your best year ever, but it can still be a great year. And you know it's important to take it one step at a time. So that was one of my biggest lessons from 2022. Just like one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. And I did what I was able to do every day. And it added up to actually a pretty successful year. So anyway, that that's uh, kind of what I wanted to set the tone with for this episode. And um, hopefully that gives some context to those of you who are also on a parenthood journey and also an entrepreneur like Molly and I both are. Okay, so let's get into it. Taking a look back at 2022, what even happened last year? It was a big, long, good year. I'm going to start with sort of the good, celebratory, really exciting things that I'm really proud of from last year when it comes to our bakery and what went really well. So I've got four things to share with you guys. I'll start with the with the flashy, exciting <laughs> item. This was our first million dollar year. I always had it, and, and hold on, back up. Woo! <laughs> it's so exciting. I never really thought it was going to be possible. You know, I always had it in the back of my mind. For whatever reason, I think it's just like 
something people talk about, like to get to a million dollars in sales. And I always thought that that would be really exciting, but I never really envisioned how it could come to fruition. Molly and I are still kind of processing this, but we ended the year at just about one and a quarter million dollars in revenue, which to me is just, it's just crazy. It's a really successful year. And this is coming off of COVID. It's coming off of a really tough year for us where we had to move our business unexpectedly to a new location. It's coming off of, and I'll talk about this in a a minute, off of a year where turnover was extremely high. Labor costs were just off the charts. We really learned a lot this year in hitting our first million dollar year. So I want to celebrate that. It's a big milestone. It's a big business milestone. It's something we worked incredibly hard to achieve. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm really proud of it. There's a lot of things that went into that. You know, I think having a laser focus on providing a great customer service experience for our customers really was number one. Additionally, we focused a lot on marketing this year and not just marketing, but Marketing we know works. So for us, we focus a lot on email marketing. We've been focused on building our email list and connecting the customers who shop with us at the bakery, connecting them into our email marketing funnel and being able to reach back out to customers again and again to stay engaged with them and invite them to come shop with us again. I think that contributed in a huge way to our success with our revenue numbers this year, as well as holidays. So I talked about this a lot before. If you are in our finance fundamentals course, or if you've been to our holiday bootcamp, I talk about what a big part of our revenue model holidays have become. And I can't understate that enough. So just making the most of every celebratory opportunity. We're in the hospitality industry. We're in the hospitality game. I think it's so important to maximize those points where customers are are wanting to come out and celebrate and patronize your business. And that makes up now over 30% of our revenue is holidays. I want to say even... I'd have to go back and look at numbers, but I want to say it's probably over 40%. So... That all of those things add, and there's there's other things too that contributed to that, but all of those things add up to a really successful revenue year for us. One of our students asked me in a coaching call a couple weeks ago, what percentage of your revenue is made up of alcohol sales? Because as some of you know, or if you've taken some of our classes, you know that we do also have a liquor license. We got our liquor license, I think in 2021. And we've been slowly working on building out our wine program and making that like a more meaningful part of our business model. But still less than 5% of our revenue comes from alcohol sales. So it's definitely an opportunity we want to grow and part of the business that we want to do even more with. But if you're thinking like, oh, of course they're doing huge revenue numbers. They have a liquor license. Actually, not that much of our revenue comes from that side. Still over 90% of our revenue is coming from the pastry side. So it can be done if you're a small business owner. And yeah, it's really exciting. So I just wanted to share that and celebrate that. 
we are really proud of that achievement and really proud of that fun milestone. So the second awesome thing that I think we did really, really well in 2022 is how we, Molly and I both, as well as our leadership team, really got laser focused on using data to run the business. And if we didn't have the data we needed to answer a question or make a decision, we tried to spend the time to figure out how do we get the data? Can it come out of our point of sale system? Can we reach out to our credit card processor to see if we can do some additional analysis about our sales patterns? Can we dig into, you know, marketing data or customer patterns or anything? So data is something that was a core focus for us last year. And every major decision that we made, we tried to make it using data instead of just our opinion or gut feel. Certainly gut feel is still important. We talk about this a lot in our finance fundamentals course, even the importance of like trusting your gut and knowing yourself as a leader. But it's also really, really critically important to use data to run your business. So we came up with our key performance indicators, our KPIs of what data we were going to look at every single week to drive our decision making and drive our leadership discussions. And we were super diligent about every single Friday. We sat down as a team, we looked at that data. And we made sometimes small adjustments, sometimes large pivots based on what we were seeing in in those key performance indicators. So I think that was a critical change point for us because we were able to react quickly when things were changing in the past when we were only looking at our numbers once a month or even when we started once a quarter or even less. Some, you know, there's, and some people, maybe have never done this before and that's okay. But I think like once you make the commitment to yourself that I am going to run my business as a business, I'm going to run it objectively and I'm not going to run it on emotion or anything like that, but I'm going to run it like a business that really can pivot things and be a turning point. I think that's one thing we did really, really well that last year. We're looking at ways we can do that even more this year, investing in systems, investing in software and tools that will let us have even more objective insights into the business. And that's really important. I will say, and you know, I know everybody's in a different place in their business where they're able to invest in new or different tools and all that good stuff. But one big change that we made you know, almost two years ago now in the spring of 2021 is that we standardized our business on Shopify and we really went all in on this tool in order to be able to have greater insight into our customer sales patterns and integrate more easily with our marketing tools and also the omni-channel support of Shopify where your online sales and your in-store sales can be unified into in one tool and one dashboard. As a small business that doesn't have like a ton of money to pay analysts or have people on the team who are compiling this data, that was a game changer for us. Like having this all in one spot where we could easily and quickly report on this stuff changed the game entirely for us. And I do not think we would be able to run our business with data as 
easily and as consistently as we do if it weren't for Shopify. So, you know, a lot of times I'll talk to students or I'll talk to folks who own businesses and they're hesitant to invest in any kind of software that costs money. And I get it. Like your, your resources are limited. You don't have a lot of money to spend on this stuff. But I, I really feel strongly that there are some places where it makes sense to invest. And if it's an investment that's going to let you make more educated and objective decisions, such as sales data, marketing data, customer patterns, things like that, it's really important for you to take a second look at that and decide, would this be worth it to, for me to invest in? I think we pay about maybe around 150 bucks a month for Shopify. We have Shopify, Shopify point of sale. So the, you know, the online version, the in-store version. And then we have a handful of apps that we use to enhance our website workflow and our in-store sales workflow as well. So I, I guess I should probably do like a workshop or an episode digging into that a little more because that was a real game changer for us almost two years ago now when we made that transition. But last year, 2022 was the first year I I will say that we very, very, very consistently every single week looked at our numbers, looked at, you know, we came up with this key performance indicator report that we committed to looking at every single week and we used it to drive our decision making in the business and decide what we should be focusing on. That was a huge game changer. And I think these first and second things I'm talking about are million dollar year and using data to run the business very much intertwined, very much speaking to each other. So those are two things that we did really, really well in 2022. I also want to talk about... So those are both sort of on the money side or the you know, the profit side, the financial side. I also want to talk a little bit about some things that we did well on the people side because those were also opportunities that were growth opportunities for us. I think, you know, when you're starting a business, there's a certain element of like you're sort of flying by the seat of your pants. You're wearing a lot of different hats. You're, you know, slotting yourself into lots of different roles every day. You're, the baker and you're the website guy and you're the plumber and you're the dishwasher and you're going out to Costco or Sam's Club to buy all your ingredients. Like you're doing a million different things at the beginning. And then as you start to grow, you start to settle in. So one thing that we did really, really well last year is we built an incredibly strong team. We really started to invest not well we've been investing financially in our team for several years now but i i will say we spent more molly and i both spent more time on growing our people and focusing on how we could make spilt milk the best place for people to our employees to work as we could and it really made a difference in how our team sort of gelled and sort of like came together to be the strongest team we've ever had working with us at the bakery. I'm really proud of the team that we have right now. I mean, I've always been proud of our team, but I will say like, I, I think our team now is as strong as it's ever been. And that's because we spent the time, spent the money, spent the resources to 
get it this way. It took a lot of that sort of plays into the fourth thing I wanted to talk about was Molly and I creating more balance and starting to sort of redefine our roles as leaders. This year, for the first time, we were forced, and I talked a little bit about like our parenthood journey this year, but we were forced to step out of the day-to-day operations of the bakery more than we ever have before and really rely on our team to step up and, you know, bloom into their roles. And boy, did they step up. I mean, I'm so proud of our management and leadership team. I'm so proud of, I mean, everyone from, you know, our leadership team to our baristas to our bakers and dishwashers and all the people that it takes to make this operation hum. We really did a lot of work to build out the team and we, um, we invested a lot and made a lot of decisions that with the team in mind. So, so yeah, so that's another thing we did really, really well this year. We built an incredibly strong team. I think we started the year at maybe around 12 to 15 employees and we ended the year at almost 25 employees. So we grew our team. We grew a really strong team. I'll talk a little bit more about this when we get to like the what could have been better last year thing, but we made some hard decisions when it came to people this year. For example, I mentioned we got our liquor license prior to this year. We employed a really strong core group of high school students as part of our team. We've always employed students. It's been, you know, part of our core mission to bring students and like enthusiastic young people who are into food and the culinary world into the bakery. This year, we ha- because we are now selling liquor, we had to transition to hiring older folks who are able to, you know, 21 and older who are le- like legally able to sell alcohol. It was a really hard decision to move away from hiring students into hiring adult uh, a- Adult, they're adults too. <laughs> to older employees who are 21 and older. However, that also came with its own set of challenges. You know, people go from being very entry level, very much learning in a, in a job role. Maybe it was their first job to, you know, they're more experienced. They bring more to the table. They're looking to grow more, to learn more. It's just a different way of managing people and building a team. So that was a learning experience for us. It was also a really hard decision. And Molly and I grew a lot as leaders and worked on, you know, redefining our roles as leaders and, you know, kind of how we wanted to be in the business, how we wanted to, you know, what we wanted our day to day to look like, what we were able to give as our day to day. So all of that changed a lot this year. And I'm really proud of how we ended the year and incredibly excited for a new year and all the exciting stuff that's ahead of us with this incredible team that we've built over the last year and that we're really happy to work with now. So, wow, I am just chatting and chatting. So I think what we'll do to kind of keep this short, kind of keep this brief, I'm going to split this episode into two parts. So I just talked through all the really exciting and awesome things to reflect back on for 2022. Next episode, I'm going to be talking about lessons learned, what could have been better, what are our deltas and areas for improvement. So please, 
If you are into this new year kind of stuff, please check out that episode. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Kitchen Notes. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform so that you can listen in again next week. And if you appreciated the show, jump over to iTunes and give us a rating or review. It really helps make it possible for us to continue sharing helpful bakery content with you all. And for more information about starting and running a profitable bakery business, visit bakerybusinessacademy.com. Talk to you next week.